0: Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission, and we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching.
1: Last week we started a series, a very powerful series, The X Factor which is a series about discipleship, and Pastor B3 s- started it off super, super well. In case you haven't watched last week, someone, I would encourage you to go and watch it. She reminded us that God, that discipleship is God's strategy for multiplying the church. And we read from Matthew 28, um, verse 18 to 20, where Jesus commissions us to go into all the world and make disciples of God all the nations. Remember, Pastor B3 saying that you do not wish for disciples. You make them. You don't wish for them. And and, and that's what heaven counts, by the way. Heaven does not count your attendance. Heaven does not count how much money you have. I mean, there is enough money in heaven and gold. You understand? Heaven does not count... um, What what we love to count here, buildings, it is heaven counts disciples. Because that's the mandate God has left with us. And discipleship is about rescuing, raising, and releasing kingdom agents. That's what discipleship is about. Rescuing, raising, and releasing kingdom agents. Um, Throughout this series, what I need you to remember is that we are inviting you to live a life of significance. That's what we are inviting you to do, a life of significance. Everything else that you do here on earth is going to end here. It's temporal. Marriage is temporal. There's no marriage in heaven. It is temporal. You when you get to heaven, you you won't be welcomed with Stacks and stacks of billions of dollars that you made while you were here. You will not be welcomed by all that stuff that we strive for here on earth. Buildings, plots of land, it is. You no. Know, the thing that gives you eternal significance is participating with Jesus on his mission. Which is going to make disciples of all the nations. And so as we teach through this series, as we... As we share and learn about discipleship, we are inviting you to live your best life, which is a life of making disciples. Because in the end, it's the only thing that is going to count and it's the only thing that's going to matter. And discipleship is the dominant strategy. It's the most significant thing God wants you to do with your life. God wants you to move from being a consumer of spiritual goods provided by professionals. Uh, That's what most of the church is like today. Spiritual goods, someone's ETC provided by professionals, preachers, pastors. And he wants you to move from that place of just being a consumer of spiritual goods to being a discipler, to being a fruitful person, to being able to participate in making disciples for his kingdom. And so today... Hopefully you understand now the why of discipleship. And today I would like to talk to us about the how of discipleship. Yes, you want to make disciples. Yes, you understand that it is the dominant strategy. Yes, it is the thing that heaven counts. Yes, it is the instruction we have. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Yes, you believe and accept that. Now, how do we go about this thing called discipleship? There's a story in Luke 6, 12 to 19 that I would like us to read through. And we are going, it's a window, a lens through which we can learn and get some tips on how we can effectively make disciples from the most effective discipler I know. Who is Jesus from Scripture? Um, Luke chapter 6 verse 12 to 19. Let us read it together wherever you are. I know it's on your screens. If you have a Bible, please um, get your Bible and let's read the Scripture together. Scripture says, Now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer to God. Mm -hmm. And when it was day, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose twelve, whom he also named apostles. Simon, whom he also named Peter, and Andrew his brother, James and John, Philip and Bartholomew, Matthew and Thomas, James the son of Alphaeus, and Simon called the Zealot. Judas the son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who who also became a traitor and he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples and a great multitude of people from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon and who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases as well as those who were tormented with unclean spirits and they were healed verse 19 and the whole multitude sought to touch him for power went out from him and healed them all. From this scripture, we we just get a window, a glimpse into the life of Jesus, into how Jesus lived his life in a way that made him a very effective disciple. Because he was here for 3 years and the disciples he made in those three years, are the reason you and I, are the reason for the billions of Christians that we have in the world today. He was here for three years. Three. He he was effective in ministry for three years. From 30 to 33. I won't ask the question. No, actually, let me ask it. For how long have you been born again? How many disciples... Do you have? Hmm. Three years. Three years, and he had a crowd of disciples. They are not just twelve or fifteen because that's not a crowd. Crowd of disciples. Three years. Anywho, I digress. <laughs> so. In this scripture, as I was saying, we get a glimpse into the life of Jesus, how he lived his life. We notice that Jesus went up to spend time with the Father. He invited others in into deeper relationship. And he reached out to the multitudes to minister the gospel to them. Jesus went up to spend time with the Father he invited others into deeper relationship with him and then he reached out to the multitudes to minister the kingdom, the love of God to them. We see that this this is how Jesus lived his life in these three spaces, up, in and out. He had a relationship with the Father, he had a relationship with his disciples and then he had a relationship with the world. And... When you read scripture, when you read through the Gospels, and you, you read through the life of Jesus, you realize that this is how he got to make the disciples. This is how he got to multiply himself. This is what got him to be effective as a disciple. Living life eff- effectively in these three areas, up, in, out. Here at Worship Harvest, we've, we've adopted this strategy, the up, in, out strategy. That is how we live life here in Worship Harvest. And so today I'm going to be expounding on what this means for you. Because I'm speaking to you not as a consumer, remember. I'm speaking to every one of you that is watching or listening to me as a person who has been called to make disciples, to be fruitful. As a person who has been invited to obey the mission of Jesus. To obey the call of heaven. To go and make disciples of all the nations. And so I'm showing you how you can do it. And we are learning from the life of Jesus. Jesus went up to spend time with the Father. What's that song? What key are you in? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. <laughs> I gotta do these things. <laughs> I mean... Eh. Up in out, that's the way to go. Up, multiply the me, Come on. Up in out, mm-hmm. that's the way to go. Up in out, multiply the me. Mi- Help me sing. Up in out, that's the way to go. Say up. In out. Multiply the mission. That's what we are talking about today. Up, in, out. Multiply the mission of God. And so we are going to look at each of these. What are those things called? Apexes, I think. <laughs> of the triangle. Up, in, out. Let's start with up. Relationship with the Father through prayer and the Word. We see in Luke 5. In Luke uh, just before we go to look In Luke 6.12. Luke 6.12. he says now it came to pass in those days that he went out to the mountain. He went up to the mountain to do what? To pray. To pray and continued all night in prayer to God. When you examine the life of Jesus, you realize that his lifestyle was prayer. That he often withdrew, the Bible says in Luke 5, 16, that so he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. It wasn't a one-time thing. He realized that his cultivating a relationship with the Father was one of the most important things he could ever do as a disciple. Investing time to pray. Because as you realize, discipleship is not, is not a human thing. Let me, in your own power, you, you are not able to change the heart of a man. There is no strategy. There is no wisdom given. There is no book written. There is nothing that you can do to change the heart of a man in your own power as a human being. I tell you that without it, sh- I've tried. <laughs> yeah, I've tried. You cannot change the heart of a man in your own human power. And Jesus demonstrated, look, if Jesus prayed, who are you? <laughs> if he spent a whole night in prayer, if this was his lifestyle, often, he often withdrew and prayed. You see, I found that this Apostle Mose used to talk about this thing. You guys pray. When you start praying, something changes about your ministry. When you pray over what? I used to think I got it. But I'd never clerked it because, let me tell you a story. When we planted Worship Harvest Makere, I'm a very strategic person. Before we planted Worship Harvest Makere, I did my research about the university. I knew how many students are there. I walked around and wrote down every hall of residence and how many students live in the hall of residence. I didn't go to Makere, but I know the Makere anthem. I went and found the hostels. Every hostel that is in Makere, I have it on a a sheet somewhere. The people in worship of Makere can testify to it. I have a sheet. With every hostel, the number of students that are there, where it is located, the name of the hostel, I know. Yeah, even those that started, even those they are constructing, I know them. Yeah. (laughs) I knew how many people I need in what time to evangelize the university. (laughs) And you knew I had my plot. Three years. Auntie Jesus was here for three years. (laughs) Yeah, what are you saying? Three years. So, I write down my strategy, Bulumji, what? I gather my team, 13th January, we were 13 people. We met up here in Worship Havest Nalia. For the first time, I talked to those 13 guys. Tell them about the vision. Remember, we recorded the video, I was in a red jacket. What? Talked about Worship Havest Makere. And we started. We launched. (laughs) We launched on 29th April at Emerald Hotel. It was 2018. Hey! With my strategy. You know what happened with my strategy at the end of two years? We successfully managed to reach. Tell your neighbor, reach. (laughs) We successfully managed to reach about 65. Five people in garage attendance. Oh, yeah. At the end of two years of labor and work on oh, strategy, we did everything grill and chill. What? Got to campus, keep, provide meat to students. They come in big numbers. You sing and serenade them with music because I have an awesome worship team. Wait. Thinking, thinking. Those things are the ones that change people's lives. At the end of two years, sixty-five people. Yeah, not even meet. Wait. <laughs> so, sometime last year, Upmore started talking about this prayer thing. Prayer, prayer. You see, I've, I we have very good parents in worship harvest. <laughs> I knew he prayed. He would invite us to pray. But I don't think I understood the impact of it. Then about a year ago, I started praying. Finally, it occurred to me. (laughs) That it's not by might or by power. But by my spirit. Says the Lord? I started praying. I started praying. Go to the spot. Pray. Three hours down. Pray. Started praying. In one year, we grew from 65, 100 people in Worship Harvest Makere. Last week, our attendance was 835 people. In one year, one year like this, we grew from having <laughs> our database currently has 715 people. We have over 414 people. No, 423 people. The last time I checked discipled in one year. Do you know what's changed? I started praying. You cannot effectively make disciples if you don't value and enjoy time with God. Now in this season, God has been drawing us. God has been drawing you. Waking you up in the morning to pray. The Bible says Jesus told his disciples in John 15:4 that abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. The most important thing you can ever do as a discipler is learning to abide and enjoy the presence of God. And I can tell you, Worship Harvest, there is a grace to pray. There is a grace to pray. There is a grace for you to pray in this season. There is a grace to pray. There is a grace. There is a drawing. In MC Life, we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit. There is a drawing. That is where your fruitfulness will happen. That's where your fruitfulness will happen. By abiding with the Father. Now when Jesus saw the multitude, th- the harvest, in Matthew nine thirty-seven and 38. Do you realize what he told them? I learned this from Pastor B3. The Bible says, he, then he said to his disciples, the harvest, Matthew nine thirty-seven, The harvest truly is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Huh? He says the harvest is plentiful, the laborers are few, and then he gives a solution. He says therefore do what? Are for prayer, he does not say there are four strategies. Yeah, prayer is is the, he says there are four prayer? That is where it all begins, it flows from prayer. If you are not praying, you're going to have nothing to multiply and give to any you won't even be able to make a disciple because disciples are not physical children, they are spiritual. where are my people first come are my people I need here they know themselves please fly onto stage (laughs) Yeah, here we fly (laughs) I said fly fly onto stage fly onto stage (laughs) alright prayer 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 friends prayer I want to demonstrate something to you, something real quick. I need need like three extra people. Just three extra people from the studio. Please just run up onto stage. Imagine with me, where are the three people? The three people have arrived. Prophet. Okay, here. All right, it's okay. We'll work with the four people. The four people, please come. Imagine with me. You run a company. This is the company. What's the name of the company? JT's Apples. (laughs) The company is JT's Apples, ladies and gentlemen. JT's Apples. (laughs) JT and the apple. (laughs) JT's Apples, they have an orchard. Is it called an orchard, sir? It's not a farm. (laughs) They have apples in plenty. And then you have so, so he, he grows uh, packages, ETC, apples. What's the name of your company? You're a retailer now. This one is a retailer. What's your name of your company? Ernest & Sons. <laughs> <laughs> His company is called Ernest & Sons. Yeah? And those sons are coming soon, both in the physical. <laughs> Ernest & Sons, all right? And your role as Ernest and Sons, what your business is, you retail apples. Okay? You have all these customers. Yeah, I won't mention their names. These are your customers. Okay? Now, let me whisper something to the customer. Alright, so my customers have, uh, have an instruction. So, if the customers want to get apples, right? What do you think Aniston Sons needs to do? They need to go and get apples. So go and get apples for your customers. You have to pay my brother. <laughs> That's for four apples. Pick four apples. All right. So the customers are over here. They need to get apples. It needs. uh, They come to you. (laughs) All right. So then the customers go to our retailer and get each an apple. Of course, they have to pay. (laughs) That's what some of these customers seem to be bargaining for. (laughs) <laughs> and and he's testing to see whether the apple. <laughs> all right. So they have apples. You understand? These people, all they need is apples. What do you think is going to happen? Hmm? To this gentleman. Annestan Sons and his company when he loses contact with his supplier. Let's see what happens, right? Let's see what happens. Let's assume the supplier is not there, and then the customers come to pick apples. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's, uh, let's appreciate this, guys. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, this is akin to what happens to you when you are not in touch with your supplier who is heaven. Because you will have nothing to give to the people. If you've lost contact with your supply, you'll have nothing to give to your people. So, disciple that I'm talking to, child of God, one of the things you're going to learn to cultivate as a disciple is a lifestyle of prayer. You need to pray. You need to abide with the Father. All right. The second thing we see Jesus, is, Jesus doing, man, time is flying and it's flying. First, (laughs) some people are saying here, honest is in Isaiah, he shall eat with no money. (laughs) All right. The second thing we see about Jesus in Luke chapter 6, verse 13. Take me to Luke chapter 6, verse 13. He says, And when it was day, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose twelve whom he also named apostles when it was day. He called his disciples to himself and from them he chose twelve whom he also named apostles. Um, Mark 3.14, give me Mark 3.14. It gives us a, a deeper rendering of, of, the same, of the same concept. Mark 3.14, I know I didn't give it to you. Alright. The Bible, Mark 3.14 says, then he appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. The second thing we see about Jesus, we've talked about our relationship with the Father, is in he had a relationship with his disciples. He spent time in community, lived life with his disciples child of God it's not enough for you to just be in the prayer closet if you hang out just in the prayer closet and you don't come to hang out with your disciples discipleship will become impossible because it's about birthing Christ in people getting people to grow in the character and competences of Jesus now you can't do it when you are separated from your people and it happens best in the context of community. You see, I found very interesting things in this verse. Take me back to Luke 6, 13. I found very interesting things in this verse. The Bible says, and when it was day, that means he prayed the whole night until it was day. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> in the time I attempted to do a personal overnight. Seke <laughs> braha. Another thing Abmo talks about, where you go with the fire. I have left home. People at home, no man. Eh? Lelo, it's going down. Packed for me some stuff. What? I reached the spot. Park outside. Get to the spot. Start praying. What? Started at about nine. Yeah, then at about 11. <laughs> started checking the time, yo. <laughs> It was 11 p.m., man. <laughs> I started taking some tea, what? Then I lay on the platform. <laughs> I lay on the platform, started praying, what? These things that Abmo talks about, where you start, then at some point then at some point you start, Lema, at <laughs> <laughs> I started doing those things and at about <laughs> no, I woke up at three fifty <laughs> from the platform. I woke up and I'm like hey Shabara Kazeteba. <laughs> Yeah, I woke up in power. I, my spirit was praying just that my flesh was sleeping. <laughs> anyway. So, when it was there, guys, we are talking about in When it was there, he called his disciples to himself. I found that, you know, at this time, do you realize that? No, do you realize. There was no Zoom. There was no WhatsApp. There was no YouTube. He didn't put it on his status and say, Disciples, where are you? I've finished praying. Please come now to worship Aves Nalia. You see, there are certain groups I am on. At times you wake up in the morning and they are like, I need you in this place now. <laughs> and you appear. But for, for Jesus' case, and by the way, I'm trying to stick with me. Jesus' case, the Bible says, when it was day, he called his disciples. This shows me that the disciples, sort of like, I, I think had a rhythm with Jesus. They knew where Jesus was, what he was doing when, and so when he needed them, guess what? They were near. They were near. That's why he called his, this a crowd of his disciples. Because when you read, Verse 17, he says, And he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd of his disciples. It was a crowd of disciples. They were near. This shows me something like rhythm. I think Jesus had a rhythm. His disciples knew that we must keep around him in case he needs us. They knew that he's praying right now, but when he's done praying... (laughs) <laughs> he's, going to, he's going to need us. He's going to call for us. So they kept around. They were, not in, they, were not, they were not secret service disciples. Not those people that you're always looking for on the Zoom call. Morning, 5 a.m. Where is this person? You start calling them. Where, where are you? What? It's time for MC. That is when they vanish. It's time for garage. I know some of the disciples are here in the comments. Checking for their disciples. Once they realize we have a certain group <laughs> where some guy always puts an emoji of uh, that light that, <laughs> of the siren that is on top of uh, a police truck. Whenever we don't, as pastors, whenever we don't put certain things up on our status, he's like, Some pastors have not yet put things like He's always checking. He's, all, he's watching. We send you greetings. <laughs> you know, he had a rhythm. Do you know the rhythm of your disciple? And are you available when they need you? Or are you in the secret service? Do you disciple? Okay, now I'm, I'm talking to disciples. People who are being discipled. Do you know the rhythm of your disciple? And are you available when you need it? I used to wake up much earlier and then snooze around 6 a.m. after prayer, snooze up to about 8 a.m., and then wake up and go about my day. But my disciples are most active. (laughs) Okay, they're active much of the day, but they're most active in the morning. In the morning, they're praying, they're sending out instructions, read this, help me with that, check. I have learned to adjust. I am usually sober from about 3 a.m. until... Because I have learned to adjust to the rhythm of my disciple Because I value relationship with them. My week is arranged around them. As a disciple, you need spaces where you, you need rhythms of connection that help you build connection with your disciple. And as a disciple, you need to create rhythms. So that you're not mysterious to your disciples. Such that they know where to find you. Because the key thing about the inn is relationship with each other. Doing this thing in community. And you know that relationships are built around rhythms. Healthy relationships are built around healthy rhythms. So it's important to spend time with your disciples. Discipleship requires regular, scheduled interaction with your disciples. Jesus prayed with his disciples. He visited their parents when they were unwell. He shared meals with them. He had heated conversations with them, with with his adversaries in their presence. He wept when one of his loved ones passed on in their presence. He was on a stormy boat with them. Fed the 5,000 with them. He lived his life with them. And so the second anchor to how you can do discipleship is for you to, to grow your relationship and build a healthy, deep relationship with the people you're discipling, if you're a discipler. And of course, for you to be an effective discipler, you must be an effective disciple. Build relationship with the person who is discipling you. So it's up. It is in. And let's talk about the out. This clock here. Is very good. And I like it. Yeah. It's very good and I like it. Oh yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Out. Verse 17. The Bible says and he came down with them. With the disciples. He came down with the- Oh no no no. First take me back. Take me back. I'd forgotten something. <laughs> this one I have to say it as well. Take me back to verse 16. Must be verse 16. No, no, no. Verse, verse, verse 13. He says, And when it was day, he called his disciples to himself, and from them he chose the twelve, whom he also named apostles. If you cannot name them, then you're not discipling them. Hmm. If you can't name them, then you are not discipling them. Because then you have no relationship with them. And maybe if he cannot name you, he's not discipling you. Those of you want to be discipled by certain people that you watch on TV. Moving on swiftly. I'll, I'll, I'll leave you to first wrestle with that one a bit in your mind. Out, 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 out. 17. 17. He says, and he came down with them and stood on a level place with a crowd. Guys, a crowd of his disciples. A crowd. You know, one of my goals in life is to make 20 million disciples of Jesus. That's why I make money. That's why I sing. That's why I write. That's why I'm on social media. That's why I live where I live. That's why I do everything I do. 20 million. 20 million. What's yours? Stood on a level place, and I've started. I am on my journey. With a crowd of his disciples. A crowd of his disciples. God is calling us. He's given us a word here. He says, A little one shall become what? A thousand. Small one, a strong nation. Either Lord will hasten it in its time. A crowd of his disciples. And a great multitude of people. <coughs> from all Judea and Jerusalem and from the sea coast of Tyre and Sidon who came to hear him and be healed of their diseases. So Jesus comes up from investing and being with the Father. He calls the disciples to himself to be with him, to hang out, be, build relationship and have a community together. And then with, together with the disciples, he goes out to minister to the needs of the people in the world. Jesus did not wait for the spiritually dead to come to him. He went to them. The Bible says he came down with them and stood on a level place. Like they came from somewhere and came to meet this crowd of people that needed to encounter the love, the life of Jesus. That is the aspect of our relationship with the world of God, you have not been called to be the light of the light. The Bible says you are the light of the world. And it says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Your discipleship is incomplete. Your rhythm of discipleship is incomplete if you keep everything to yourself and you don't minister life to the world. Jesus went out into the world with his disciples. He met the needs of the people in his community. He healed the sick. He touched the lepers. He fed the hungry. He opened blind eyes and deaf ears. He proclaimed the kingdom of God, inviting them to repent from their old ways and turn toward new life. Here at Worship Harvest, we love to say church begins on Monday. Sunday is garage time. It's this concept. It's cultivating a lifestyle where your salvation and your life and and the life of God is not kept within the four walls of church. The church building. But where you're ministering life to the world. I can tell you the world is broken out there. They can do with some life. Can do with some joy. Can do with some peace. Can do with some love. They can do with some packages of food at 20,300 shillings. Last week, Worship Harvest had 100, what? 60. 123 salvations. Because they went out with packs to a hurting world. They went with that. That's what discipleship is about. That's how you live your life as a disciple and as a discipler. You have the up, you have the in, you have the out. Let me tell you a story. Hey, let me tell you a story. In my form two, senior two, as in Kira College, Botiki, this is how I learned to, I started on my journey of being generous. <coughs> it's a bit embarrassing, but I'll tell it. So in my form two, my mom On visitation, brought me food, a lot of food. Like she cooked very nice food and what, and so she would bring me food of all types. It's like she would be cooking for more than, for like ten people. I don't know how because the food was a lot. Yeah, for my MC, you know, she's (laughs) mission. So on one of those visitations, I don't remember what time it was, but I know I was informed too. He, she, she, she brought the food. And I did not want to share it with anyone. Because my titles had pissed me off. Leading to VD. So what I did, I got the food, ate some of it, and kept the rest in my metallic suitcase. Now I had one suitcase that had clothes, that had... uh, Sansip, yes, sansip that had those biscuits, that had gweke <laughs> that had soap, that had books, that had everything. So I got the thing, and it wasn't a very big suitcase. So I got the food and kept it there. So my plan, again, my plan was to keep eating, because eh? my mom came early at about one. I thought that if I keep eating at intervals of like two, three hours, By the time the morning comes, the food will be done. I started. After eating for a few minutes, I ended up... You know what happens when you eat quite a bit. I slept. (laughs) So I woke up in the morning and about half of the food was still in the suitcase. And it had started getting that interesting scent. <laughs> and so I was, I was ashamed. I didn't want to pick it out of the suitcase so I can go through it. Because kids were going to see me and they were going to laugh at me. So guess what the brother man did? He left it in the suitcase for another 24 hours. Until the scent became so bad. And people started looking for, what is the source of this scent? So kids started walking around, sublampers, we had guys called (laughs) sublampers. Walked around looking, what, until they zeroed in on my suitcase. And they summoned me. And I appeared. Help me open your suitcase, and I opened the suitcase, and there were things moving. They were doing those interesting sinusoidal waves. <laughs> they were singing up the mountain, down the valleys, in the suitcase. <laughs> and I remember carrying my suitcase through a crowd of students and taking it out and removing my books with a bit of the food that was there. Of course, my clothes didn't have a very good scent. Our uniforms, we used to put on white shorts and white shirts. And we used to have two pairs. We had one pair that we put on at school, then we had one pair that we kept white that we only put on when we were going out. Yeah. Never we had conferences, what would appear well ironed, white, clean. And people would say, Man, those guys are clean. We were clean anyway. That's what happened to me when I decided to keep life to myself. Some of you are overfed, you need to step out and give life to the world. up in out as I conclude hey People <laughs> are so quiet in the studio <laughs> you have been called to be the light of the world don't be like me don't allow all that life that you carry all that love That is on the inside of you. Oh, that peace and joy. Don't keep it to yourself. Let me tell you, heaven does not need those things. Heaven supplies those things. And heaven wants you to supply those things to the earth. How many lives are you touching with the life and love of God? Or are you like the brother who kept his food? himself in the suitcase. You need all three if you're to be a successful disciple and a disciple of Jesus. You need the up relationship, you need the in relationship, you need the out relationship. If you don't have them, be like, have you ever driven a car whose tires are not... (laughs) Hopefully, you don't have to, but the tires are not firm. The car will go dancing. It will be wobbly, and it will end up in a very destructive state for you and for everyone around you. That's what happens when you are not living your life in these three areas. When you are not having a thriving relationship with God, when you're not having a thriving relationship with your disciples and with your discipler, in the context of community, and when you're you're not having a thriving relationship with the world. Ministering, evangelism, love, peace, etc. If you have the up and the in without the out, you're living a cozy life. Just creating a social club. If you're living with the up and the out, you have a very good relationship with the Father, and then you have a very good relationship with the world, but you have no community You're a chaotic person. That's what I was. Chaotic. Very chaotic. Just wake up. The Holy Spirit is saying this, you go do. Like you don't have a a place where of accountability, of fellowship. If you have in and out without up, if you you have community, you're ministering to the world, but you do not have a thriving relationship with God in prayer. You cannot. And you cannot that one. You like, yeah. You'll make disciples, but not of the Lord Jesus Christ. But for you to be Christ like, you need to have up plus in, plus out. That is the way you're going to fulfill this mandate of being a disciple of Jesus. And multiplying his mission wherever you go. And just a caution this just the things I'm talking about help you as an individual, but we are called not to just follow Jesus individually, but also follow him in community. So these are aspects you need to live out as an individual, but they are aspects that you need to live out as well in community. Your MC should collectively have, your missional community should collectively have a, a thriving up, a thriving in, a thriving out. What do I invite you to do as a disciple of Jesus? Even as I conclude, I'm going to invite Pastor Solomon and <laughs> Prophet Lynette to help me conclude they are going to come. <laughs> what are some of the action points I'm inviting you to do today? One, start a missional community. You see, in Worship Harvest, we have very good parents. They have made this thing so easy for us. Start a missional community. Like you will multiply and make disciples with ease. It is a proven system. It works. I promise you, it works. Start a missional community. If you're listening to me, you've been in Worship Harvest all this while. You're in a, you're in a, start a missional community this week. Why? Because heaven wants you to make disciples. And you know how to do it now. It's up in out. If you're not yet in a missional community and you're watching me or listening to me, join a or community today. There is a number that is running on your screen in a few seconds that you're going to text for us, for, for us to plug you into an MC. 0775 642-449 0775 642-449 Plug into a missional community. Missional communities, take the frontiers you do serious. Buy a pack of 20,300 and go distribute love and life to your neighborhood. Then finally, join the 5am prayer at your location. Wake up and pray in community, but also spend time praying alone. Friends, God has called us to live a life of discipleship. That's the X factor for your life. Making disciples. Invite Pastor Solomon and Pastor Linet to just help us respond.
2: Wow. Come on, wherever you are, let's put our hands together for Papa Bless. for such a powerful word, full of so much fun. I've really laughed, running around in the studio enjoying myself so thank you for such a fun and very powerful word and before we go any further you're watching us today or you stumbled on this link or you're wondering okay what are these people talking about but you're here you sat through the teaching and you've never given jesus your life you have never received the life of jesus and made the decision to become born again i would like to give you this opportunity right now it's not difficult It's not a a whole day's program. You just believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth and you will be born again. So if you're there, wherever you are right now, we are here for you. We are not going to rush it. Just raise your right hand wherever you are at home. Don't be shy about it. If you're in a restaurant somewhere, you caught this, you'd like to surrender your life to Jesus, raise your hand, we'll wait for you for a minute. If you're in a group, don't feel shy to be the only one. If you're with people who are rallying around you, that is amazing. If you're alone, all you need to do is make the decision in your heart and then confess with your mouth and I'm going to invite you to make this prayer with me right now and receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior because everything that we have taught everything that Papa Blesso has shared today flows from an intimate relationship with Jesus right now I'm going to invite you to pray with me Lord Jesus thank you for today thank you for today I make a decision right now
1: I make a decision
2: to receive your life.
1: To receive your life.
2: I say today I say that I am born again. That I am born again. Take my life, Lord. Take my life Lord, and do something significant with it. And
1: do something significant.
2: I give you my life.
1: I give you my life.
2: And I exchange it for yours. And I exchange it for I it. will never be the same again. And I, the same again. again. and I receive you in Jesus' name. In Jesus Amen. name. Amen. 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 Come on. I If you just made that decision and prayed that prayer, I'm going to invite you to text, WhatsApp this number right now, 0775-642-449. 0775-642-449. Let us know right now that you have made the decision to get born again, to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. There's a pastor waiting at the end of the line to respond to you, to help you plug into our mission or community and have you make sense of the decision that you have just made. Amen. 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 Pastor Lynette, please go ahead.
0: Wow. Pastor Blesso, that was amazing. I love stories. So I definitely have remained in my mind with the story of the food. The maggots up the mountain, down the valley, on the land and in the sea. Oh, wow. Worship harvest family. God created us not to be reservoirs, but to be channels the way the human body is designed is that we take in and we release. Mm, True. (laughs) (laughs) When a human being does not release, do you know what happens? It becomes an emergency. You can even be hospitalized. You'll be looking for Dr. Emmanuel Okulo's number. I'm a mother. When a child cannot release, we do (laughs) motherly, mother's enema. Just either put in your finger or get soap and push it up. Please don't make us have to push some soap behind so that you can
2: release. Mas?
0: It's a sign of health when we eat and we're able to release. Now let me come away from the gross illustrations. It is more blessed to give than to receive. The more we give, the more we receive. The more you teach, the more you get revelation. The more you share, the more you go out, the more your own joy is released. I feel very strongly that that is a very critical word to us as the Worship Harvest family this morning let's go out let's go out let's stop closing in and being selfish and being self-centered me, myself and I and my children and Pastor b likes to say especially to us mothers who are like my children are saying I can't do this I can't do that you're putting your children in harm's way you're putting your children in harm's way go out open your home Whatever, it, 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 it translates to something for you. Everybody who is watching, who is a Worship Harvest member, yes. that particular story has been translated to a very speci- in a very specific way for you. Please respond. Please respond. Yes. Let's go out. We sang the song. We will go. We will go. We will go. We will go. And in your going, you will receive significance.
2: Amen.
1: amen. Amen amen. Now I speak God's favor over you even as we conclude a service today. We declare that you'll be blessed in your going in and in your uh, going out. We speak that His favor will shine upon you wherever you go. We declare yes. that you're blessed. We declare that you are fruitful. Yes. We declare that you will multiply. M- M- yes, assembly. you will become an assembly of peoples. Yes. Yes, many descendants shall come from you. Many Amen. disciples. Amen. Indeed, you will become a thousand. Yes. You will become a strong nation. Yes. We speak God's love, God's favor, God's peace, God's joy over you this morning or afternoon or evening, whatever time you're watching us.